Give me someone who loves like me Up there on the TV or movie Anything would do Cause I've learned surviving isn't living And we deserve way more than A brief romance on an episode or two That we deserve Something unconventional I just love that theme song, don't you? Hey everybody, Clexiconers, this is Dana Pickley, and you are listening to Unconventional, the official Clexicon podcast. I have missed you, it's been a while, um, but now we are going to be launching episodes every two weeks until the con in April. Yay! Um, couple things that have been happening you should know about. We just recently announced that we're going to have our breakfast with guests and cocktails for a change tickets. Those are going to become available on February 19th. So if you want to attend either of those pretty awesome events, you want to check up on that. Also, you um, may have noticed that we have been releasing videos from our awesome Klexicon staff. So if you would like to learn more about who's who and who's doing what, just tune in and you can hear them tell it to you for themselves, including me. But you already pretty much know everything about me anyway. So on this episode of Unconventional, I wanted to talk to the person who probably knows queer Las Vegas better than pretty much anybody else. So I put in a couple emails and ta-da, I got them. Please welcome to Unconventional, Jim McMichael, who is the Specialty Markets Manager of the Las Vegas Convention and Visitors Authority. Jim, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. It's great to be here. We've been, uh, I've been, I've been hunting you down for for months because I think you're the best. I got to meet you last year at um, at a CMI convention and got to hear you talk about Las Vegas. And I'm so excited to have you talk to our listeners because I think you're a very knowledgeable person. And um, who better to talk about queer Las Vegas than with you? <laughs> so well, you know, I'm part of the community, and it's a passion of mine to let people know what kind of a great town I live in. Well, you've been doing a lot to show that Vegas welcomes LGBTQ plus tourists. And the city of Las Vegas has also been a very great partner to Clexicon over these last few years. What is it about Vegas that really hangs out the welcome sign for our community? Well, it, we are a destination that welcomes people from all over the world, whether they're from rural America, urban cities, or any of the international destination really is used to having people from different backgrounds, different ethnicities, different languages, different cultures walk through their front door all the time. But I think the other piece is we're a town that even though we have 42 million visitors every year, we're a small town of only about 2 million residents. Might not sound that small or that big depending on where you're from, but we're a very close-knit community and there is a lot of effort and attention paid on tourism, which is the number one driver in the marketplace. So everyone's really aware of making sure that the tourists are well taken care of when they're here. And a couple of years ago, Visit Las Vegas made a commercial featuring a lesbian couple that went viral for all the right reasons. And it was this really big gesture saying that the LGBT community is seen and valued by Vegas. And I saw you speak a little bit about this ad at the conference, but can you tell our listeners how it came to be? Well, you know, it's interesting because our What Happens Here Stays Here campaign is over 12 or 13 years old. 
and this kind of it kind of came about unexpectedly. We did an ad in the original series where there was a group of girls in Vegas enjoying a weekend when a flip phone first came out with a camera. And one <laughs> of the girls had been taking pictures the entire time, and the other girls were thinking, "Oh my, what did she get a picture of?" And so when she dove into the pool for a swim, the pool, the, the friends that were traveling with her put the phone in the pool afterwards. Cute commercial. But all of a sudden, we got a wonderful, warm welcome from the lesbian community because they pictured themselves as being that group of girls coming to town. So We love good subtext, Jim. We love subtext. <laughs> <laughs> Even if it's hidden between the lines, right? Right. Um, but I think from that and the fact that we started advertising and working in the LGBT community to actively let them know that we welcome their visits, that we are a very open community, uh, started off that momentum. And then in 2000, I guess that was 2018, when we put together a new commercial to kind of uh, transition over into a little bit softer message versus the chaotic, what happens here, uh, you know, funny punchline. There were about four concepts, and we looked at wedding, because same-sex weddings, uh, marriage had become legalized across the United States, and we looked at a way that we could really touch uh, the heart of people that recognize Vegas as a wedding destination, but also a fun place to get away and experience uh, some fun and frivolity. And that piece came from that. And it really, I actually could tell you, even though it broadcast here on national television in the United States, because so many people were watching the Latin, I guess it was aired on the Tony Awards is when it first aired. Um, all of a sudden, I'm getting text messages, WhatsApp, and Facebook messages from friends all over the world who happen to catch the message. And when I'm getting messages from a friend of mine in Brazil who's like, <laughs> I'm crying over a commercial, <laughs> I thought, oh, I guess you're watching the Tony Awards. So it was interesting how that made a, such an impact. And to this day, when I talk about that, I still get chills because it was such a moving um, commercial and one of the actresses in it has actually really engaged with the fan feedback on the YouTube channel where uh, they see that. And she's actually engaged and, and very happy that it's really touched people in that way. So it's a great way for us to look at the destination for the fun, but also for the way people react and engage with it as well through that message. I remember when it came out and it was it was everywhere along my Twitter feed and then every outlet was featuring it. It was really special. and. To me, I had already been involved with Klexcon, so I was already falling in love with Vegas, but it really said to me, like, this is a place that we, we see you, we, we get you here in Vegas. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, working with um, the whole Klexicon team has been such a wonderful experience for me. I mean, they did a program, I guess, four years ago now is their first year, kind of, we are going to put this conference together and see what happens. And I went down there the very first day. Well, actually, beforehand, we had met. How many are you expecting? Oh, 600, 700. And I went down there the first first day, and within one hour, they were already like, oh, gosh, this is a little overwhelming. And I think they had over 1,000 people the yeah. first year. And you've been attending. I have was just blown away with how it has exploded so quickly, which, which shows that Vegas doesn't necessarily mean to be about coming and fun and and having party all the time, but come socialize, meet others just like you from around the world, and share experiences. And in the case of Plexicon, share the narrative about 
lesbians in film and video and media in general and, and you know and change the dialogue of what's going on with them what are some of the lgbtq friendly or specific places and destinations in vegas that you'd like to give a shout out to well, you know, I think what we find in the LGBT market, yes, they love going to our clubs and our bars, and those are always um, a unique experience in Vegas, whether you're going to some of the huge clubs on the Strip and or visiting some of our venues around town, which are more of the local bars where we all hang out. But, you know, there's such a variety of museums here. We don't really have framed canvas and classic settings of a museum. We have the Neon Museum, which curates all of the signs and the history of Las Vegas from the 1920s forward. We've got the Mob Museum, which kind of curates the experience of not only the mob in Vegas, but the organized crime families that were all over the United States. You know, so we don't really, um, we're not the traditional venues. And then the outdoors in Vegas, I mean, we're so central to do a day trip to Death Valley or go out and have a peaceful, afternoon hiking or just sightseeing and enjoying the views at Red Rock Canyon, getting out to Lake Mead if you're a boater or if you want to do some kayaking. I mean, that's a really fun place for me to go down to Black Canyon and just do a quiet kayak trip uh, down the river. So there's just outdoors, there's indoors. The food scene here is absolutely amazing. And who doesn't like to eat? Right. When they're I've always said I have never had a bad meal in Vegas. <laughs> I could say I've had bad experiences at dining in Vegas, but that was more of the company who I was dining with, not the food that was happening. Bringing in the drama, Jim. <laughs> but, you know, I think it's amazing when people come to Clexicon, and I had the chance to be with them through their whole entire convention one year, and to see people come to town so unexpected, they don't know what to expect, they're there by themselves, and three days later, I see the same people engaged with 15, 20 other girls. Right. They're out. They're already making plans to go to meet up again, or they're going out to explore town. And you just see people blossom and come to uh, realize, you know, they can they can come to Vegas and have a great experience. But just for me to be able to see how that interaction starts from the beginning of the conference to the end has been absolutely a, a wonderful learning experience for me. That's one of my favorite things about it, too, is I love seeing people. I mean, it takes a lot of bravery to come to something like this where you don't know anyone or only know a couple people and then right. realize that they have so much in common with so many people. And like the speed friending event that they have um, now, which is becoming an annual event, like so many people became buddies the speed friending day and ended up like hanging out the whole time um it, yeah that's i agree that's totally one of my favorite things it's and i think what's so surprising is that clexicon has created a space for the lesbian community that's not centered around a dance party and drinking and partying for four days in a row it's centered around engagement education social activities and there's such a variety of what they've put together on the program that there's something for everybody. And I just am, I'm overwhelmed with um, how many people have come and adapted and enjoyed the event so quickly. But I think what's amazing is like they are running out of space. I'm like, girls, you need to grow. <laughs> you, you have more. You have more opportunity to just make this even better and bigger. And and it's just it's great to see that. A destination like Las Vegas was able to plant the seed and it's been able to flourish so quickly. Yeah, you'll, I'll be performing at the food court this year. Um, I've gotten a, 
that's the only space that uh, I was able to get. We have all sorts of people coming to Clexicon and it just gets bigger and better every year. And it's just what delights me so much about seeing it from its beginnings to now. It's just become this like amazing community of people who come together because they love this thing, this one this great fandom family of, of entertainment and we can all see ourselves in, in special and different ways. You know, it's it's not about a millennial audience. It's about an all gender or all uh, generational uh, age group. And like you said, you've got people coming from all over the world. I mean, you're going to meet people from South America, a lot of people from, uh, from Australia, New Zealand, mm-hmm. even the European continent. It is absolutely, I think last year when I was with them, they said they had 49 states represented and the one state that wasn't, they said, well, there really was, but she doesn't live there anymore. <laughs> it was like so, Vermont or something. You know, it wasn't like one you would think yeah. it would be. <laughs> well, but again, they're expecting a huge turnout this year. They've got some great talent lined up and, you know, it's a great time of year. April is an amazing time of year to be here. It's not those 110, mm-hmm. 42 degrees Celsius days that people are used to. In the summer, it's actually a really, really good time of year to be here. I 100% agree. And you were saying about, listen, you outdoorsy queer folks, um, get yourself out there, spend, spend an extra day in Vegas, go to Red Rocks. We did it my second year. We rented a convertible and drove through Red Rocks, and it was amazing. It was just the best experience. There's so many cool things to do outside of just the strip and the city. Um, what would you? Oh, go ahead. You go in your convertible and you reenact the Las Vegas wedding scene all over, where the there, girls are exploring town. There yeah. you go. There you go. <laughs> well, what would you say to our listeners who have never been to Vegas and are maybe on the fence about visiting? Well, I think that Clexicon is a, a great reason to come down to town. Whether you spend your whole entire time at the Tropicana enjoying the conference and engaging with everyone that's there or break away and go explore Las Vegas, there's going to be something for you to do 24 hours a day. I mean, we are a town that doesn't sleep. We are a town that offers something for everyone, whether you're into the food scene, the entertainment, if you're into the sightseeing, let alone all the content that Clexicon's got going on. Like you said, it's great to stay a day ahead or a day after because there is so much to see and do here. And the main draw, I mean, when we've looked at research in the LGBT community space, the main draw for them isn't our neighborhood. It's really everything Las Vegas offers to someone coming to visit the city. And, you know, it, which is unique because the, usually the top destinations are, they have a neighborhood that everyone kind of wants to gravitate towards. But Clexicon for that one weekend becomes the gayer <laughs> yeah, that's true it's our own little universe <laughs> so you can see the world's largest lgbt resort be on i love it all right one last question jim does what happens in vegas really stay in vegas with social media and as fast as people post things nowadays that's a big no <laughs> but the more people sh- the more people have a chance to share online about their experiences and what they're doing at the moment or what they've just enjoyed it really means that you're missing out and you need to be here also. Yes, what Jim said. Don't miss out on Clexicon 2020. Get your tickets now. We're going to have so much fun and I can't wait to see you all there. So you can follow Clexicon on social media channels at Clexicon. 
And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Dana Pickley. That's two C's, one L. If you want to learn more about our awesome theme song composer, Stephanie Perlanga, check out stephanieperlanga.com. And, well, until I see you again, this is Dana Pickley swearing fealty to you. So